0: Hey, it's time for Voiceover Body Shop Tech Talk number 93, I believe. Indeed it is. Number 90 Look, there it is, 93.
1: Woohoo! Motion graphics.
0: Oh, we got lots of cool stuff to talk about tonight because I know George you've been like collecting things
1: all week oh, long. Oh, I can talk as long as you'll let me. Oh, okay. You just pull the string. Okay. It's been extended. Ah, okay.
0: I mean, stuff like headphones and <laughs> oh, okay, travel geez. mics and all sorts audio of audio
1: interface there's always a new audio interface to talk about
0: right and then i'm going to go with what i think you should buy in 2023
1: okay, go, you can you can t- completely ignore every all that crap i mentioned and tell people what they really need to buy all right
0: it's time for Voiceover body shop tech talk you want to listen because we got lots of cool stuff for you to start off 2023 right now oh. Brought to you by VoiceOverEssentials.com, the home of Harlan Hogan's signature products. Source Elements, the makers of Source Connect. VoiceOver Heroes, become a hero to your clients with award-winning voiceover training. VoiceActorWebsites.com, where your voice actor website doesn't have to be a pain in the butt. VoiceOver Extra, your daily resource for voiceover success. And World Voices, the industry association of freelance voice talent. And now, here's your hosts, Dan and George. Well, hello there. I'm Dan Leonard. And I'm George Whittem. And this is VoiceOver Body Shop or V O B S. Tech Talk. Tech Talk. Tech Talk. Tech Talk. Tech Talk. Talk. Tech Talk.
2: -talk. There he is. He's doing it live in the flesh right there. Tech Talk. Okay, good.
0: All right. So anyway, if you've got a question about your home voiceover studio, any any piece of technology, maybe some software issue you're having, or you want to ask us, how do you design something like this? Or what's this voiceover stuff all about?
1: (laughs) Why does George hate Apogee? Why does George hate apogee? Yeah, that's
0: all these questions and more are going to be answered tonight. All right. So if you've got a question, throw it in the chat room. We also have some other people waiting by live who are going to have questions for us, right? All of you shake your heads if you're going to be asking, uh, okay, good. That's what I want to see. Um, So uh, stay tuned for that. We'll get to some of those questions in a little bit.
1: Um, But it's 2023. That's right. Offic- officially, if you're watching this in time-shifted mode, it It'll is not 20- 2022 anymore. Hope yours is off to a great start. That's right.
0: So uh, why don't we just get right into your tech update, and you can get into it, and then I'll have time to refute it all.
1: <laughs> Sounds good to me. <laughs> okay, go for it. Sounds good to me, everybody. Um, yeah, so what is new? So, happy, of course, Happy New Year, everyone. Lovely to have you back watching the show. Um, my new headphones for 2023, I realized. It's kind of a thing now to have a new pair of headphones basically every year. Um, so the ones I'm I'm I got myself for Christmas this year um, are the One More brand headphones. Brand One
3: More, right
1: there. Um, these are called the Sono Flows, and a little bit more about them. By the way, um, I'm mentioning headphones that you can't buy because they are currently out of stock so maybe this isn't very fair of me to uh, to talk about headphones you can't actually buy but anyway these is them um, and uh, they are what makes them cool anyway I paid about 80 bucks for these and they are Bluetooth they are noise canceling and they have exce- exceptionally good noise canceling they have really really soft ear cups that really really soft cushy pillowy ear cup that you like to see nowadays. Um, And they're double as wired headphones, which if you're gonna buy Bluetooth headphones that you wanna throw in your bag and have them act double duty as being on the plane headphones and working while you're remote, you wanna have a headphone with a head wired, a wire capability like these do, right? These can be plugged in. Big fan, I've I've been loving the way they sound. Um, They sound natural. They don't sound overly hyped. But if you do like hyped sound, they have an app that comes with them. And so when you're using them on your mobile phone with Bluetooth, you can add bass or treble and kind of pump up the sound to get a little bit more of a hyped sound. So anyway- If you have to. If you have to. I found when they were brand new out of the box, the low end, the bass was a little anemic. Um, It might be needing to be broken in a little bit. That's possible. Because bass actually is a physical moving diaphragm and it can be a little tight when they're brand new. So I just pumped up the bass using the deep sound preset, and that gave me the little extra something I was looking for. So anyway, again, those processing settings only work in Bluetooth. When you're plugged in, they're not going to be doing anything uh, like that to your audio. So don't worry about them filtering what you don't want it to filter. Uh, moving on, um, I'm going to move into Claus mode now. Dump, dump, dump. Yes, dun, I know. Dun, dun. We're, it's a little late for that. You know, We know it's 2023, but this is time shifting. and. What am I gonna tell you? Anyway, Ranta Claus. why do the audio processing presets that come with many softwares like Adobe Audition, um, Audacity doesn't really have any really to speak of. Um, what else? Reaper, most of the built-in audio presets stink. <laughs> they stink. Like if you plug in one of those presets that has anything having to do with voiceover in it, such as announcer, I think that's one of them or anything voiceover, they are usually terrible. And my theory on that is is that they are not made by voiceover engineers. They're just made by generic audio engineers that work for the companies that have played around with some stuff and think this stuff sounds kinda cool, and they don't realize that it's overcooked. It's almost always overly bright, overly bassy, overly compressed, everything is overcooked. And I also think it might be because they think that the people using it won't hear the processing, so they overdo it, right? And I find, I'll mention a microphone later that has built-in processing that has the same issue. You turn on the settings and a lot of it is overdone. And um, you know, so I think there's a long way to go in terms of presets that are actually useful. And I'm hoping that's gonna be a change for 2023. But um, yeah, man, most of the time the included processing presets are pretty bad so i would not go with those if you're looking at anything with the words voiceover in it they are usually off the mark it, um, it
0: does depend on the platform i mean have you found any like. that
1: are good what have you oh. found like a preset that's any good or uh, there, a good there, sound?
0: there's a couple in an adobe audition that i like
1: are know. they in the rack area or are they a favorite where would you find the best presets
0: uh, i would find them well they're in both they're in favorites because yeah. normalizes there and yeah. yeah because so many people send me stuff in two track got to turn it down to mono yeah 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 i mean that's in a favorite but no when it comes to uh say compression and things like that yeah. i, I had there's a preset that i like to use when i use compression
1: what's it called do you remember uh broadcast compression is that in the is that in a rack or is that in an individual that's, an, that's an individual preset for which plugin do you remember for, for compression Oh, for the compressor tool? Yeah, yeah. Cool. There you go. You found one that's good. It's,
0: well, it's a, it's a uh, multi, uh,
1: multi-spectrum multi uh, compressor. Oh, the multiband.
0: Multiband, right. Okay.
1: So, so that's, a, that's an example of a plug-in that isn't overcooked. No, no. Like no, over, no. over the top.
0: No, yeah, you throw that on and it's like, okay, you're supposed to sound like you're on the radio.
1: Yeah. That will do it. Cool. There but, you go. I'm glad yeah. you found one that's useful. Yeah. Yeah, because so many of them are just like, what were they yeah. thinking? The, the one that says voiceover, don't use that. It's <laughs> oh not not good. All right. One to try. There's one to try. That's it. I mean, also mm. the plugins that come that are the plugins that are multiband, like multi band compressor, are by far the most complex to actually set up. So if you can find a preset that's actually useful to help you get started and give you an idea where those seventeen different settings should be set, that really, really helps. So thanks for that. Thanks for that tip. Um, Another thing is we were talking a little bit about microphones and uh, thinking outside the box a little bit. And, and this and this year, I don't want another large diaphragm studio condenser mic. I don't want another shotgun mic to play around with. I want to start playing around with or experimenting with handheld vocal mics, mics that you guys are thinking of as for karaoke or Celine Dioning or stage performance. But I'll tell you, there are some super high-quality handheld vocal microphones that could absolutely double as studio mics and one of them I would consider checking out which again I haven't tried myself but based on everything I've read the specs everything could be an incredibly great choice is the Sennheiser E965 this looks like your standard handheld vocal mic like an SM58 or something it doesn't look at face value like anything special but inside there's a lot going on first of all it's a one inch diaphragm condenser. It's a dual diaphragm, meaning that it's got multiple patterns. So it has a cardioid mode and it has a hypercardioid mode, right? And it's switched inside the head basket. So you unthread the microphone head basket and inside is a little switch and you can choose. I'm probably gonna choose hypercardioid in most cases, right? It also is internally shock mounted. So if you do have to worry about vibration, The internal shock mount will help tremendously with that. You don't have to have a big spider suspension for the mic. And lastly, it also has a built-in pop screen, right? So that's one more thing you don't have to worry about and deal with, internally pop screened right? So another thing that's cool about that is the pop screen, the mic is tuned for that pop screen, right? So we all know pop screens can sometimes change the sound of the mic. This mic was designed with its own pop screen. So anyway... I'm saying it's worth a checkout. It's not a cheap mic. This is a $400 mic, but if you look at what you get in the box and what you're getting in a handheld mic that's going to handle the tortures of road travel and all that kind of stuff, I'm, I'm thinking it looks really compelling. So you'll be hearing more about handheld mics this year because I've been thinking about it for a long time. Um, minor rant mode back on, Ranta Claus is back. Firmware update 1.27 makes the Personas Revelator IO24 less stable. Beware, stick with whatever current version you have if you have the Revelator IO24. Do not install the updates. Do not use automatic updates on your Mac or your iPad if you're using the uh, re- iPad to remote control it like I am. I know I'm talking to a 1% of 1% of the audience right now. I just had to say that. Do not install the update. it sucks. Uh, moving on, the Rode NT USB plus microphone is fine. it It sounds perfectly fine, but it's not ultra clean. It's self noise is kind of high. Like some of the more budget USB mics tend to have a noisy preamp circuit. It's kind of noisy, right? That noise level's a little bit high. It does have internal DSP that you can turn on or off, but it's, but unfortunately, It is literally on or off there is no real tunability it does have two modes of high pass filter 75 and 150 so that's kind of nice but everything else is either bright or flat boomy or flat um overly compressed or flat and then the gate Mm, you know how we think about gates not great anyway it's an interesting mic we've been playing with it over on the pro audio suite Um, Stay tuned for an episode coming soon on Protea Suite about that mic, and you can hear it used uh, in context. Um, Speaking of DSP being kind of too simple, Focusrite has had the Vocaster series out now this year. They have the Vocaster 1 and the Vocaster 2, and uh, they have onboard DSP as well. So, again, what is that for? Really, it's intended for podcasting, live streaming, things like this where you want to hype up the sound. Real time. Like tonight, we are using a Rodecaster mixer, which has built-in processing, hyping up the sound a bit for our real-time production. Right? So the Vocaster does have that. The problem was when it came out, same thing as, as the Rode, those settings were one shot deal. They were on or off. Or maybe they had two levels on or off, on low high. Now they're letting you tune all that stuff. You can actually tune how heavy-duty the processing actually is, you have a lot more control over it, making it a lot more compelling to me. Now, the tools that are probably useful for a voice actor are gonna be simple tools such as a high-pass filter and maybe a basic, very gentle two-to-one compressor where you wanna allow a little bit of control over dynamic range. That's about it. All the other stuff, the treble boosts and all that other thing, Don't over, oh, don't overcook it. Don't overhype it. Um, And really software controls that we have, the processing that we can do in our DAW are so much more uh, granular, so much better tuned and things like this. So just be aware of that. You know, they're not all going to um, work out beautifully. Um, Moving on, one more thing on my to-do list here. Oh, another new audio interface, the SSL2 is something I have been recommending swell of others have been recommending for a really long time because of its simplicity. So along comes the SSL 12 audio interface, which throws all that out the window. So if you like the SSL sound and you like the SSL preamps, but you want to have way more complexity in terms of the routing and the mixing and being able to do say multi-track production and on and on and on. The SSL-12 is now available. It has four mic preamps, two headphone mixes, and a bunch of internal mixing. It it basically has a digital on-screen version of an actual SSL mixer. So if that kind of thing blows your dress up, go check it out. $500, pretty fair price, and uh, it ain't bad at all. Just remind, I'm just going to remind you, you no longer have that beautiful one simple knob for adjusting your monitor mix. When you go to these more complicated systems they're far more complicated to operate so keep that in mind anyway there's my rundown of new tech that's come out recently that you might check out for check out in 2023 and dan it's time for you to tell us what you actually should consider buying in 2023
0: well all right so not in deference to our sponsors
1: you know, I mean, we are not influenced by our sponsors.
0: We, we are not. Uh, there are things <laughs> that's that important to reiterate. The, the thing is, is if our sponsors say you need it, yes, you can probably purchase that. But I won't tell you, no. Um, microphones. Mm-hmm. Again, this is this is my own Santa rant. <laughs> it, it's a matter of there is no microphone out there that's going to change the way you perform copy. Uh, now, I, I will qualify that because I'm I'm using this wonderful Mojave that the folks at Mojave lent us, mm-hmm. and yeah, it sounds nice compared to my other mic. I can't tell if it's any different. Mm-hmm. I mean, is it? Maybe it's a little cleaner, but is an engineer on the other end of the road going to? Well, that maybe not a bad pun on the other end of the uh, <laughs> the, end the, of the cord. Road. Um uh, is gonna say well, well he's using one of those or he that the person is using this and therefore I'm going to it doesn't work that way unless of course you're using a Samson C 101 or something like that oh I really think really Sue, is, Sue is USB. using one of those actually but um, yeah, yeah unless you're using a cheap USB mic or uh, a really cheap condenser mic and a really lousy interface If you've got a good interface and a fairly good studio condenser mic, you're going to sound pretty good. Now, are you going to sound fabulous? That's up to you. It's simply a matter of, is that the right microphone for you? I don't believe there's such a thing. I really don't. Because the sound you have is the sound you have. Now, do you want to have a good microphone? Yes. But if you have a good microphone, you also have to have, George, you need somebody to tune it. Yeah,
4: well,
1: yeah. <laughs> you need a really, really, really quiet, quiet space. Thank An you. Incredibly well controlled space.
0: Right, because the space is everything, as far as I'm concerned. You know, another
1: thing you were saying, like, you know, it's not about the specific microphone. The best voice microphones work well on anyone because they're not accentuating or attenuating much of anything. You know, they're pretty dead to rights, accurate, pleasing, clean. That's what we want, right? A mic like, right. that doesn't distort. A mic that captures you as you are, right? Right, exactly. That's what we're looking for. A lot of microphones can do this and do it really, really well. Um, if you go on a set, the, the, the sound mixer isn't pulling out a different shotgun mic because there's a woman on set, right? <laughs> They're not picking it, the mic It goes to a 416 and that's... Right, or whatever mm, the new the mic is du jour, right? Right. They're going to use the mic that works best for the environment, for the size of the room. For the number of people speaking, they are not picking a mic out because it works better on a female or a male, for example, right? Exactly. So picking mics based on that criteria doesn't always steer you in the right direction. Right. So what else would you might, might want to buy?
0: Depending on what interface you have.
1: If your uh, interface is kind of tired, how do did... you know if it's tired, Dan? Uh, you know it starts to, to crackle
0: when you start playing with there the you knobs. Go uh you know perhaps you know the software you know the firmware in it doesn't keep up with the os Mm -hmm. stuff like that um but if you want a new interface you don't still have to don't don't have to go hog wild and spend five hundred dollars on an interface right so much of this has to do with the functionality and the utility of the of the device
2: right
0: how well does it do what you need it to do, which is capture your voice with proper modulation. That's its job and without any distortion or anything like that. All of the good interfaces over $150 are going to do just fine. Now, what happens is as you go into some of these other ones like like the Apollo Twin and some of these other universal things, it's like, oh, you got all these plugins. Well, you know, we think about all these plugins. (laughs) So, you know. However, I must say I really like that AI-1 from Rode.
1: You like it because of its just size or it's it's size simplicity or or lack of complexity you
0: you hook it up with an nt1 when you're setting up somebody's studio who has never done it before and it's like okay hit record and you're going yeah and that's and i think that to me that's 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 really i think
1: you need tech that doesn't get in your way
0: exactly exactly and that's
1: if you came from radio okay you're used to a thousand blinking lights switches and levers right If you came from any kind of other field, if you came from acting, if you came from on stage, whatever, that's all distraction. You're going to have so much harder time getting a great sounding product when you have all those things getting in your way, guys. We really want to emphasize that. It is not worth the distraction. Right. So please keep it simple. And if you're thinking about buying something, bounce it off of us. Yeah. We'll help you steer you in the right direction before you you, uh, split. (laughs) <laughs> Another hundred fifty to five hundred dollars or more out of your wallet for that next new thing. Yeah. Also, I w- I would suggest,
0: and I suggest this to a lot of people, is depending on on your living situation, because if you have like you know young children, or if you can't have you know the sound of what you do all over your house, mm-hmm. uh, a pair of studio monitors is also a good investment. When, you know, once you start really booking some work, because they give you back exactly what you recorded, which mm-hmm. is why I like studio monitors. Mm-hmm. And I hardly ever wear headphones. The only reason you would wear headphones is, one, you don't have studio monitors, and you've got to do some editing, or two, you're doing a remote session, and you need to be able to hear the director on the other end. And that's when you would wear uh, headphones. But if you're going to wear headphones, have really good ones. Everybody loves those DT whatever they are is that you like the 770 the dt6 you're right from
1: uh uh, the biodynamics. they got the big big, gray round fluffy ear everybody loves those i've seen a lot of people have gotten really popular yeah Yeah. it's kind of like it's kind of like the sm7b yeah in terms of gear you know certain gear like that microphone for podcasting is like ubiquitous it's ubiquitous yeah these headphones are almost becoming that kind of level of of and, you know, I think I think they're great for listening and monitoring, but they're not as good for voice acting. And I think because they do kind of muffle the environment so much, yeah. it's sort of unnerving and a little unnatural feeling, you know? Um, so that would be something you have to experiment with in your studio to see. You know, the thing about the speakers is just like a microphone interacts with this environment, and you have to care about your environment or your acoustics for a good-sounding mic, Studio monitors are the same thing. So, if you do invest in the studio monitors, make sure the space accommodates them, right?
0: That's an important
1: piece. Yeah. Don't put nice sized five inch driver two way speakers in your voiceover booth, for example, in your little four by six or three by five closet or smaller. They are not going to sound good, um, unfortunately, because they are going to, the low end, the bass, Is going to be boosted very unnaturally right so you Mm. need to watch out for that so Mm. keep that in mind when switching to monitor speakers and talk to us if you have any doubt right whether what you're recording actually sounds like it's supposed to sound cool
0: well we got lots of questions coming up and we have guests who also have questions so let's get to those right after these important announcements so don't go away we'll be right back on voiceover body shop
5: this is Bill Ratner, and you're
0: enjoying Voice Over Body Shop with Dan Leonard and George V-O-B-S
3: dot VOBS.TV
5: Well, Merry Christmas, and uh, Merry Christmas. We are celebrating Christmas twice. Never seen that before, but then I'm old. <laughs> Go figure. Maybe we'll get double the gifts, but I kind of don't think so. I do want to thank... George Widom and Dan Leonard and VOBS for being my friends and I'm so pleased to be able to support you guys because you certainly supported me when I started. Some people thought the portable booth was a crazy idea. Some people thought the v one a microphone, a microphone designed for voiceover people, was a crazy idea. But you guys didn't. You you did reviews, honest reviews, supported me and the products and I'm eternally grateful for that. And you do a great service for everybody so on behalf of voiceover essentials that's warren and terry lee and lon and myself happy new year
1: well i'm on camera that can only mean one thing you're on it's time to talk about source elements (laughs) uh source elements the creators of source connect And something you'll probably be hearing a lot more about in the next coming year, or this coming year, 2023, is probably going to be, is my mic up? Uncle Roy said turn on my mic. I don't know if it's up. Um, One thing you're probably going to want to watch out for uh, in terms of new technology coming down the pipe is Source Elements Source Nexus. And Source Nexus is already around, it's been around for quite a long time, but its functionality, its utility is increasing all the time. Stay tuned in 2023 to see what Source Nexus is going to offer the studio, not only for the production side, but for the actor side and how it makes it running audio between things in and out of their studio, in and out of their software, so much easier than it was uh, before. So, that's a really cool tool coming. So, stay tuned for more about Source Nexus, but the one we all been using to do those big flashy jobs that use recording studios is Source Connect. And if you want to start using it, head on over there, source-elements.com and get that 15 day free trial so you can start experimenting with it and learning how to use it. Heck, you can even get certified if you want to, which just shows that you have a very high level of understanding of how the thing actually works in your home studio. Anyway, let's get back to your questions here right after this commercial. Thanks, Source Elements.
6: Hey there, I'm David H. Lawrence, the 17th. And with my company, VO Heroes, and my team of coaches, and my community of voiceover talent, we guide voiceover actors along their journey. And you may be watching VOBS here, uh, and not nearly as far along as many of the other people who are watching. You may not even have started yet And we actually specialize in helping you do just that. So if you're watching all the stuff going on here on VOBS and going, I have no idea what they're talking about. I don't know, but I really want to do this. I'd really like to help you. Please go to VOHeroes.com slash start. That's VOHeroes.com slash start. And you can take our Getting Started in VoiceOver class, which tells you everything you need to get started as a voice talent. And I'd love to hold your hand along the way and help you with that journey. Again, voheroes.com slash start. That's voheroes.com slash
3: start. This is Ariana Ratner and you're enjoying VoiceOver Body Shop with Dan Leonard and George Whittam. VOBS.tv
0: And we are back. Hey now. Hey now, hey now. That's your favorite way of, like, testing a mic. It's like, hey, I don't know, know, why, I know where that came from. I'm, it's a Howard Stern I thing, I but I, I don't
1: remember how it came anyway. <laughs> uh,
0: we have to remind you what it is that George and I do, which is help you with your home voiceover studios, which is a very wide-ranging array of stuff. I mean, because there's so many things you have to worry about. Mics, acoustics, you know, your, your soundproofing, uh, your interface, how to use that software. We get a lot of questions about software
1: and Yeah, because they keep making more of it. That's
0: right. and <laughs> They it, never stop. <laughs> and, and it keeps getting more sophisticated. And the fact of the matter is, is it shouldn't be sophisticated. So, you mm-hmm. know, but we're here to help. And if you'd like to work with us, because we're the ones that actually know how to do all this stuff, because we've been doing it a long time. And the more we do it, the better we've gotten at it. So everybody mm-hmm. else is five years behind us. They're OK. They're good. They'll figure it out. I'm insulting a couple of people who are in the waiting room right now but that's that's okay. Um, if you want to work with us, there's a couple of places you can go. One you can talk to George the
1: tech at georgethe.tech. Yeah, that's the website. Um, I'm not going to say anything about the new one because it's still not ready. But uh, the new website. <laughs> but when it is ready, boy, I'm I'm so excited. Anyway, the new the current website, you can book our services over there. There's a whole menu of things from starting off with a sound check, which is really where you need to start. If I don't know what I should do next, is my studio sounding the way it's supposed to sound? Sound check. Um, That's where to start. I will give you my two cents about what I'm hearing and tell you how it can be improved. Um, And if it doesn't need any improvement, I'll tell you that too. So that's at georgethe.tech. You can book on site. you can book remotes. Any kind of support you need is all in one place. Dan, he does a lot of the same stuff over at his own home on the web, and that is... Homevoiceoverstudio.com.
0: Right, Go Dad. on over there, because I've got my specimen collection cup there, and you can send me a sample of your audio. Just make sure it's raw, no processing, no editing, all that kind of stuff. I get it, because I have to preface that, because people are like, oh, I want to show you all the processing I do. I'm like,
1: don't do that. <laughs> um <laughs> i know as soon as we hear that we're going to tell you can you send us the other clip we you, actually asked for yeah. without all the process we want to hear the basic sound of what's going on
0: in your home studio right. without all the manipulation and stuff because chances are we find that when people try to do that they mess it up and they make it sound a lot worse they may think it sounds better to them but then again you don't hire you mm-hmm. so i will instruct you on how to make sure that it's sounding right um you talk to me, I, I keep finding that when I, when I work with people, it ends up talking a lot more about the voiceover industry and the resources yeah. that you have out there mm-hmm. and how to be a better voice actor, because I'll get your, your studio up and running
1: the way it's supposed to pretty quickly. Quick and that's the most the Efficiency thing. of time. Exactly. It's a very efficient way of spending your time. So check us both out because we actually
0: know what we're doing. Uh, as opposed to a lot of stuff you'll read on Facebook and LinkedIn and all these other places where people are like, yeah, I use one of these. Fabulous. You go on and keep using that. Anyway, uh, we got a bunch of questions. We do. And because Jeff Holman is with us tonight and he's actually taking these questions. Plus we have some people who are joining us on camera because they're not shy and they want to talk to us about some of their questions. But let's start off with, uh, Patricia Andrea. Uh, quick question, I use Twisted Wave now, but want to start fiddling with video and VO, mm. fiddling with v- video and VO,
4: mm-hmm. which
0: program do you recommend
1: to start mm-hmm. for, for video? Well, I mean, the question is what kind of video? Well, yeah. Um, I don't mean what, what, what are you <laughs> we're watching? Not, not,
0: we're talking content. <laughs>
1: right. Not content. It. But I mean, are you doing, uh, editing to picture? Are you dubbing your voice to pre-recorded video? Um, what kind of, because Twisted Wave has added video in. It does. But its primary functionality is just for editing, right? right. So if you want to take a, a long video that you want to cut down into a one-and-a-half-minute TikTok, for example, <laughs> or an Instagram, yes, you can do that in Twisted Wave. So now if you load a video in Twisted Wave and you make all those edits, you're making an edit in the video. It's, they're just simple jump cuts, right? Oh, but that's, you that's can, a great you can You can shrink down the length of a video very, very quickly now in Twisted Wave, it's built right in. Right. But if your job is, in, is to dub, uh, let's say, overdub, or add voice to an existing video, Adobe Audition Adobe Audition is designed for that absolutely from the ground up. Yep, yep, yep. yep, yep. Um, I know Pro Tools is the gold standard, but you don't need to go to Pro Tools to be doing that stuff. Um, Reaper you can use as well, much deeper learning curve than Twisted Wave, dramatically so. Um, I think Adobe Audition is the kind of the Goldilocks application for that kind of stuff. All righty.
6: Yeah. Question. So you could bring your um, video clip into Twisted Wave. Yeah. Then use your audio processing stuff to take out like some lip smacks or whatever, and then export it right out of there.
1: Yes, you could. Yeah. There's another use case for it. So if you've got a decently maybe do you do you do those do, uh, what I do you do. call
6: those uh, self-tapes self-tapes all my auditions are self-tapes and occasionally i have heard a little lip smack in yeah. there and i'm like damn i wish i could bring that yeah. into twisted wave and
1: you can you can. can so it's an add-on so it's the first time he's really offered an additional feature that cost extra i think it's a 50 dollars add-on fee but you'll see a video option on the top menu bar now and you can then Demo it for a while, fantastic, and try it out. But yeah, yeah, that's a cool idea to be able to just pull something in and do the audio fix. Yeah. And, and now when you save it, the fix is saved to the video. You know, before you did need more sophisticated software to do that. So,
0: cool. very cool. Yeah. Thank right. you. That's Jeff
1: Holman, our our very own Jeff Holman. Sorry, he's not on camera. I forgot yeah. to turn the camera yeah, towards to Jeff. Right, I will next. But time. he is
0: there. All right. Hey, let's go. There, there he is. There he is. There he is. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's go to somebody who's actually got their camera. Uh, so let's go to, uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan. You're on the air. Hey, how's it going? Good. What's your question? Uh, Do you
7: guys do, uh, RMS normalization? Like, Nugen, uh, LM correct? Is that a thing that you would recommend in a process to people who are on cheaper audio interfaces and recording systems to, to meet these, uh, kind of requirements?
1: What requirements specifically? Would yeah, you, are like you let's employing? say they need a,
7: they want the audio at minus eighteen RMS with a you know a, a true peak of minus three. You know, using mm-hmm. new gen uh, LM correct, you can um, just do that instantly. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, so
1: minus eighteen RMS for I guess that'd be something for an audio book. Is that would, would that be an example of what? would have that kind of a spec
7: yeah you know audiobooks have those specs Mm -hmm.
1: yeah i mean if they if it automates the process for you and makes it easy and doesn't make it sound crappy then it would be a yes in my book (laughs) like uh, adobe audition has match uh, match loudness so it lets you set an exact peak that you want to achieve as well as an average volume um so that's the kind of thing you're talking about so whether that's done in a standalone plugin, if, if it's whether it's done as a a function of the DAW, like in again Adobe Audition's Match Loudness, um, there's also well, RX in has Wave, uh, that capability. In
7: Twisted Wave, they have RMS normalization. I would yep. say it's not as uh, accurate as the NuGen products. Well, the, the thing
1: about normalization is normalization it cannot fix a dynamic range problem, right? You can't normalize to -18 and peaks of -3 at the same time. You have to pick one, right? Unless well, that's the software, just it. I think
7: with with NuGen, I think you can do exactly that. Right. Well, they're calling it normalization, but that's not that's the not, right term. That's more
1: compression than normalization. Yeah, that means it's actually incorporating compression and dynamics controls as well. So while they might call it normalizing, they've kind of co-opted the studio term normalization to apply it to to imply that it means something that it doesn't actually mean. Really, you can only normalize to one thing. You can either normalize it to a peak or you can normalize it to an average. But if you're normalizing to both, then it is doing some dynamics tweaking, which is really useful, like it's a huge time saver.
7: For me and my own workflow, especially with this run and gun type of printer VO, send it off, like I, I have found that the LM Correct is, is saved me a lot of workflows.
1: That's awesome. Does right. it, is it done real-time or after you're done, like in post, you just hit a button and it does it?
7: It's like uh, you hit a button. It's like an app on your desktop, and you just take your files after and then load it right into LM. Oh, oh,
1: gotcha. It's kind of like a drag-and-drop tool where it just it's my It's out. the
7: last thing I usually do when, before I send something off.
1: Okay, cool. Yeah, man, I haven't used that one before. It sounds like Levelator. I was
7: gonna say Levelator or Cupcake or Audio Cupcake. There's a couple. It's not cheap. It's like six hundred dollars.
0: Oh, is it it worth it for that? That's that's the question.
1: I think
7: it is. I think it is in this run and gun type of uh, deliverables. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, if it fits your workflow and your budget, go for it. There's there's just much less expensive tools that can do the the same thing, including
7: like I was uh, saying, Twisted Twisted Wave. twisted waves rms normalization is really they're the only guys really doing it
1: well yeah like well like i was saying earlier there's match loudness in adobe audition which does it beautifully and also isotope rx editor has a level control as well works exactly the same way you set the peak you set the average and it does the rest for you so i think it's based on the the, the
7: crest factor with the isotope yeah i'm not sure the technicality
1: behind whether it's using Crest Factor or what, but the end result seems to work really, really well. I, I don't use it all on its own. I use it with a conjunction with a lot of other plugins before I use that to make sure that sounds great. So I don't take something that sounds mediocre and then make something mediocre sound much louder. <laughs> that always sounds worse,
7: um, but that's the tricky part. Yeah. But thanks for the new tip. And one more question with noise floor. Uh, what's the lowest, do you think, when you're doing deliverables that you should be like nothing below 100
0: are our, our, well you know if it's below 100 it, it it's you,
7: silence yeah I mean, once you get past minus right. 60 it's not a, it's not
0: an issue I tend to find that we have a standard of minus 60 for a noise floor any engineers gonna take that and think that's fabulous because if it's something they need to clean up it gives them enough headroom and enough room to to do things uh, seamlessly so I would, you know, if you're going to, if you're trying to get like a zero noise floor, it's not necessary. And I'm yeah. sure some of the ex- other experts we have on right now will probably either agree with us or go, you know, you well, guys are full of baloney.
7: It's,
1: well, are you producing or are you voice acting in this context? george
7: both. let's say it's like meditation i feel like with meditation kind of vos mm-hmm. that you need that total silence uh, that's,
0: that, well that's that's a very specific genre in which you're talking yeah yeah about
1: that yeah i mean that's, that's that's the point it is very genre specific certain things they may like a very quiet or or completely absent noise floor other things they may want a normal or sort of what we call a, a room tone like an audiobook production they want a consistent Room tone. They don't want a, a very, very low noise floor or a Right. Non-
7: ACX would floor. fail you yeah, if you're. kick it out if it's yeah. too low. Exactly. But, very, it, it, very but 100 is the, kind of their cutoff with ACX.
1: Yeah, which is arbitrary. Right. You know, once it's below, say, minus 80 or something, you cannot hear whether there's noise there or not. Yeah. Because that noise is so quiet, it's below the monitoring of your own setup, the self noise of your headphone amp, the self noise of your speakers then room tone of your room, all that stuff, right? Yeah. You're not going to hear that yeah. that really low noise. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, man. We love good all questions. Right. Mike Cunningham, you have a question.
3: Yeah. Go for it. Um, so I have been running into an issue uh, while I'm doing some live, live ADR stuff where occasionally, maybe once or twice a session, uh, they'll tell me they're getting like a, an electrical impulse interference on their end. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of like a... Uh, just a static electrical sound that'll come through. Mm -hmm. Audio's clear all the time, regardless, until that happens, it lasts about a second, goes away. Uh, I've only ever heard it one time. I never hear it in my monitor. I've heard it one time while I was recording something here, but it's super infrequent, and I have not been able to kind of pinpoint it. I've replaced every cable I have, I've replaced the uh, dock that I'm using on the uh, MacBook. I've moved all of the power cables and stuff away from every microphone cable, um, you know, to the best of my ability. This is not the most spacious of spaces. Right. Um, I'm wondering if it might just be my interface. Uh, I'm running a Mo Two M Two, and uh, if yeah. if you think Good it may it. be the interface, what should I replace it with?
0: You know, it it could be it could be a lot of different things, but generally. If it's crackles and stuff like that, it's not cables unless you're moving your microphone. Once something's yeah. stationary, it's not going to be an issue. Uh, can a can an interface scope start to go bad? Sometimes the, the the dials and stuff like that will wear out if you're using those a whole lot, or don't use it much, very much at all, and keep it at the same level, and then you twist it. You know, who knows what could get on there. Mm. Uh, but um, generally, something like that is probably something. It may be something external, like your actual. Electrical system in your house in which
1: case I would say get a, a you know a line filter Okay, you know, which which might solve the problem. Yeah power conditioner, yeah. you know The the cheap ones under under a hundred dollars are pretty much useless The ones that actually seem to work, you know There seems to be a price threshold of around 200 bucks where they start to really actually have proper power filtration and power regulation and things like that so okay. you know your mileage may vary always buy it with the return policy in mind because you never know if they're actually going to help
0: or a lot of people throwing out their entertainment systems tend to throw out their monster cable power conditioners and those work just fine that's
6: a good point you know
1: so you pick one up
0: for 25 bucks as opposed to 175 or
1: something like Mm -hmm. that yeah you got to make sure it has power filtration a lot of them have you know lots of buzzwords but if they don't have a actual line conditioning power filtration they're not going to probably help but those are the worst issues when they're so infrequent and so random
3: yeah it'll happen maybe once or twice over the course of two hours three hours or something like that and you know like i said everything sounds fine or at least to me it sounds fine i don't know i'm gonna have uncle roy tell me how terrible everything is in a couple weeks but (laughs) uh (laughs) um yeah, I, I've been trying to lock it down for a while. And, I, you know, like I said, every single little piece of everything that I could change out, uh, even the, I bought a brand new Mojave cable from them just to try and rule that out, too.
1: It's not the cable,
0: I don't yeah. think. Okay. I don't think
1: so. Now when it's super random. Yeah. Now when it's super random. It sounds like RFI, some pulse of radio interference from um, a, uh, something either in the building or outside the building that's just sneaking in. To the electrical signal somewhere along the way. So, yeah. uh, you know, at the end of the day, if, if it's if it's so frequent that it slows down production, that's one thing. If it's so infrequent that you can very quickly remove it with auto heal or some right. other tool yeah. or something like that, then it may not be worth yeah. the time and expense to. to
3: yeah, usually it. it's it's enough that it, like I have to re-record that line. I mean, it's not a huge deal, but I'm wondering if it's you know, uh, if if I don't happen to catch it. And submitted. That's going to be an issue too, you know. Yeah.
1: Yep. Well,
0: that's, that's right. It. Listen to your stuff carefully before you send it out. Yeah. That's
3: yeah. Really important. All right, Mike. Thanks well, for joining us tonight. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. All right. Should we go to the chat room now? We, we got a go, few from the chat. We got chat a
0: couple. Room. Yeah, we've got one from Brendan McCoy, who's on YouTube. Says, "Which new interface with onboard DSP would be on your Christmas wish list? Epigee Boom or the Lewitt Kinet Six or something else entirely?" Love your show, guys. Thanks, Brendan. Mm. um well d- w- which ones had onboard dsp well we know the yamaha the ag03 and the ag yeah that's so, kind of the
1: og right and I, i'm really glad is. you mentioned that one i forgot all about that one yeah. but they have a new edition of the ag03 series i can't remember if it's called the just the mark two or the two or whatever right but they have a new edition which you know supposedly has cleaner preamps and and it's got some basic processing built in, which is really cool.
0: And it's going to be front end processing. It as will be front end processing.
1: That. You know, the thing is, I like that it has a single on and off button that will turn that feature on and off. It's right. very obvious whether you're using it or not, because it has a button that lights up when you press it. right? right. And that that I kind of like. And you can just simply dial that processing in and do one job. And that could just be a high pass filter. right? You can dial in exactly the frequency you want, have that turned on, and that's all it does or if you are doing podcast production, more compression, more of everything based on what you're actually doing. So that's a great option. I mentioned the Vocaster 2 by Focusrite. That has DSP with more controls now, thankfully. They've made it more flexible. Um, the Connect 6, we're, I'm actually been talking to our, our buddy, Jim Edgar, who was here earlier tonight. In, he is in the process of kind of putting it through the mill right now. He is right. testing There he is right there. It. Jim, tell you Jim, t- said, I'm not ready to share a lot, but I know he's testing it. Yeah, well,
8: the thing that's popped up with it is that the drivers on macOS are very limited. And so that would be sort of okay. But one of the problems that I've run into, I was playing with it. In a zoom session and i wanted to play some background sound and realized that i had no way to mute a secondary source going through it even though i had the the mix or the uh the channel all the way turned down and it was taken out of the main feeds there's an a and b mix that i should be able to put it in and out of this is yeah. getting super nerdy, super fast. I apologize. But um, <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, what you would think is that you'd be able to cut off a secondary source and you cannot. Everything gets pushed out and you have no control over what's going out to an app on macOS. So, for example, you and I use the, uh, the Revelator a lot and you've got, you know, essentially three in and out pairs going to anything. Uh, you've got the mix A, mix B, and the regular one. You don't have any control over kind of the regular one everything gets pushed into it so if you're feeding up to a phone it's good because you can select certain outputs but if you're feeding using it more as we would in vo uh, you're going to run into strange things being included with your signal and that will be exciting depending on when it happens (laughs) but i'm I'm putting together i'll I'll have a i should have a video out in the next week or so Uh, i've got some some samples of what i just poorly described verbally so hopefully i'll let you know when that's out
1: that's over at Ask Jim VO, right?
8: Uh, just ask Jim VO. Just ask Jim. Because VO. the cool kids got VO. all the dot tech URLs. So
1: <laughs> you the one that confuses people endlessly, yes. Yes. Right. yes, Um yeah, we look forward to hearing about that. Thanks for thanks for taking the bullet on that and keeping me from buying
8: it and doing all that. <laughs> I just, really just one of the many it. services we offer, you know. I'm happy to happy to do that.
0: <laughs> thanks for, <laughs> thanks for that, Jim. Be well. All right. Let's go to another question here because this is an interesting one from, from Grace Newton. Uh, she says, uh, I accepted the opportunity to host a podcast. Great. Lots of fun. I have a producer, sponsors, and guests lined up. Wow. That's, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's all the hard stuff right there. My next step is choosing a hosting provider. Can you talk a little bit about what that is and are there some top ones you recommend? Well, we're with Podbean. Pod, Podbean. Which boy made it super simple. I mean, I've had other people that have that wanted to start a, a podcast, and I'm like, well, where do you go? Well, let's just set you up an account on Podbean, you know, because you're not going to start off with a hundred thousand, you know, listeners. Yeah,
1: the starter is free, right? Yeah, to get exactly. started. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: and uh, you know, and as the show starts to pick up steam, you buy a better plan on, or you know, or you upgrade to their pro plan or something, and then you have all sorts of stuff you can use.
1: Yeah, the key is the tool set they give you for promoting the show. The fact that they yeah. help you um, uh, syndicate it, right? Right. So it when you d- when you do the show on Podbean, they're going to put it everywhere. Right. Like it's going to be on Spotify, if you choose. Right. Right. It doesn't have to go on Spotify, but you can choose to put it on Spotify. Um, I, this is a topic I could talk about for a long time because the thing about once your podcast ends up in an aggregator or or a place that is a rebroadcaster of your show um, pod really the big the big one is spotify right that's the right that's the big dog right once that podcast ends up in Spotify and your listeners are listening to you on Spotify, your podbean console, which tells you your metrics, how many people are listening how many how how many episodes have they downloaded, et cetera, will not know. The, who the listeners are or how many have listened when they're on Spotify, because they're now behind this invisible barrier that is Spotify, right? Sorry, buddy. So mm-hmm. that's that's the problem with Spotify. So the, the pro is it gets more listeners. The cons are you won't know who they are or where they're listening from, or really you, they won't be adding to your listener pool that you can use to help monetize the show. Right. So, um, but Podbean is an excellent, excellent it's been around forever. We've been using it since pretty much the very, very beginning, pretty, yeah, I think literally the very so. beginning, Yeah, right? So it stood the test of time, which I think means a lot. Um, and I wouldn't yeah. use any provider that says completely free service. The reason why it's completely free, the free ones and Sue, oh, I'm glad Sue came on cause she knows a lot about podcasting. The reason the truly free ones are free are because the company is making ad dollars, they're making money on the back of your show. Right, instead of you. So keep that in mind, Sue. You know so um, much another, about this.
4: Another really good one that I've used is um, Lipson. Oh yeah. Yeah, they have a really good back end also. Um, but make sure you register your RSS with um, Chartable, so that Ooh. will give you some insight every week. That one? Are we?
1: Are we doing that, Sue? Are we doing? Are we using Chartable?
4: No, you guys are not. Uh-huh. We should be. Yeah. yeah so. Um, and, Grace, if you want to chat with me offline about this, I know, I know like, way too much information on the podcast, um, that I can't just, like, say all right now. But um, I Tell her
1: how to get a hold of you. Yeah. So, Tell us everyone.
4: Um, yeah, I'll put up my... But just, yeah, I have a list of things where you want to register your RSS feed and where you can just kind of do some back. It's going out wherever it needs to be going. Lipson does a really good job with that. It's a little more pricey. Uh, but Podbean, I have one that does really well on there. I get enough info, but um, Lipson. Cool. Lipsyn, and I'll, Alrighty. My, I'll, I'll throw my. Okay.
1: Thank Thanks, you. Sue. That's our director. Gerard, I think, has one thing. He's, he's kind of giving <laughs> us little cute gestures of sadness because <laughs> he's
2: not on the show right now. But now here oh. he is. Well, hi, guys. Yeah, I've. I've, I've... Stayed with it the whole time. Moved from eating my dinner to my couch with my dog. Now I'm in my new studio. Ah,
1: lovely, lovely. man.
2: Yeah. How's, How's it the going in there? How's it the sound? you're in
3: I
1: should put my headphones on.
2: Yes. Well, I, I, well, and I'm listening on a little earpiece. All right. Let me take a listen. Yeah. Well, how does it sound? Does it sound okay? I, this is new. I'm back in Silver Lake, by the way. I've moved from um, full time in Sedona to full time in Silver Lake, but I've still mm-hmm. got the Sedona house, George, and you're still invited
1: oh my gosh thank you for reminding me did you forget
2: about that yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) i I forgot about that which shame okay um but uh so uh so tell us about what you're using in this home studio
2: okay yeah well i've just tried a new setup and uh, i was and i asked that question is why do you hate apogee because years i've been using the apogee Do It 2 which is a very nice piece you know it's very nice but mm -hmm. you've you guys whenever you talk about um you know interfaces apogee hardly ever comes up except when you did the text uh, the test when you had the apogee one which outperformed everything else it did um, yeah. um but you 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 seem to dislike apogee 2 and i don't mm-hmm. know why or apogee and the new products, you
1: and agree. the new apogee boom stinks too
2: i um, hate that i agree
1: <laughs> well you know apogee errs on the side of perfectionism when it comes to sound quality right And that's not a bad thing, right? The sound quality in general, until the boom came out, was excellent from their products. If you want to know what I'm talking about, type into Google or YouTube, type in Julian Krause, Apogee boom, and just watch Mm -hmm. that. Okay? I don't need to get into it, right? But but the problem I've had with Apogee products is even though they were developed from the ground up to be native running on Mac OS, they seem to have support issues that come up when Mac decides to update systems, right? And yep. there's this instability that comes along with it that kind of doesn't really seem to jive or make a lot of sense. Um,
2: yeah, I've also the had- old thing. The, Ma- the the Maestro controller was was fine. I mean, you could use it. They've got a new one now with the new uh, OS, which is a pain in the butt. I mean, it's far more. Um, you know complicated but very good for right. music studio but for me it's a bit right. too complicated so i mean just to cut the story short a little bit you can tell me why you don't like it and i think it's probably got something to do with the dongle um but what i've done now is that i've got a, a, a very nice um uh, a golden age pre-73 going into a focus right one and bypassing the focus right one preamp and now just going straight into the um, you know into the in, into the uh, interface
1: yeah that works i mean are you are using the uh you said you're using wait which imp- which interface are you using
2: uh focus right the focus right solo scarlet. one scarlet oh, scarlet yeah. the red one okay. yeah 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 yeah, one. yeah
1: yeah yeah Yeah. i mean in that case what you're doing is you're going through the preamp of the scarlet but just attenuating the input so you're turning it all the way down turning it off plugging, basically you're plugging into the trrs connection or the tip ring sleeve connection right on the uh no
2: i think that's where i might have made a mistake i've actually put a mic cable into the input uh on the um uh, golden age pre but Mm -hmm. i believe i should be using a trs cable instead
1: well it it doesn't matter that much with the scarlet because either way it's still going through the preamp circuit you're just turning the gain all the way down to -hmm. attenuate or pad the input gain as low as possible Right. um and that it's fine as long as you don't hear the noise from the scarlet preamp itself on the signal in other words
2: hiss then no, you don't hitch- hear any hiss and and the golden age pre is you know sort of a neve clone that's a 73 clone exactly and, it, uh, and when i use the uh, 416 it seems it seems to take the you know harshness of the s's of the 416 but at the moment i'm right. using the uh, the neumann
1: Right, exactly. Yeah. So you, when you when you couple a four sixteen with a with an a Neve derived preamp, it's a pretty good combination because it does mm. calm it down. Versus like the SSL four K button, which is what is on the SSL two, which does the opposite. <laughs> it right. boosts it way up and try, adds more <laughs> trouble, which is not yeah. what you want. So yeah. uh, anyway, but yeah, the reason is Apogee support and uh, instability. They're they're weird proprietary dongle breakout cable thing all those things i've had to replace that about
2: three times yeah
1: yeah that's stuff that's the stuff that's made them kind of irritating for my users and why i've had a little trouble with them i was hoping the boom because it got got rid of the dongle thing was going to be an improvement we'll see if they can revamp it and get it clean but uh, anyway that's no they need to bite the
2: bullet and get something that's inbuilt i think you know rather than using dongles it's a silly thing
1: Right, that's yeah. what the Apogee so, boom is. It's There's no more really. breakout cable, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. Those things right. break. That's
2: because
0: you're constantly
1: moving them. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but
2: my little um, Silver leg thing, I've redone it all now. Um, I've got a very big closet here, and I've built these nice um, uh, fiberglass, um, you know, um, what are Panels, they? They're, they're, they're yeah. baffles. baffles. Yeah. you know. I put them all around here and put, you know, my, uh, you know, the blankets. It doesn't, that,
0: doesn't sound that, echoey at all. No, so it sounds good. No, you're I think far. it's... it's
2: it's very flat i think i don't know whether it's too flat though that's all but i've got the door open at the moment because the dog's out there but yeah, you're uh, pretty, pretty far the from door
1: the door. mic and it still sounds pretty yeah. flat considering yeah well, if
2: i, I get a bit closer right. to the mic you'll get an idea it's sort of you know i'm i'm like mm-hmm. LM103. yeah okay yeah. good nice Glad to hear it. all right yeah. okay all right thanks good for
0: right. me I all right this. all right well it's the time of the day it's past that time of the
1: day it is
0: but we appreciate all your questions tonight, and uh, you know if you've got a question for us, you can always throw it in the chat room during the show. But we like getting them if you write to the guys, the guys at vobs.tv, V-O-B-S and uh, that way we you will have priority. If you write your question in, your question goes to the front of the line. Mm-hmm. It's no. gonna be the first ones we read at the top of the show, right? So, but you have to watch the show in order to get the answer. So. Uh, that, that's, that's the important thing is if you can write a question in, if you've got a problem, like during the week, send us an email and we will include that question on the show. All right. We're going to take a quick break and then we're going to clean things up here at our party and, uh, we'll be right back. So do not go away just yet.
6: This is the Latin lover narrator from Jane, the Virgin, Anthony Mendez, and you're enjoying Dan and George on the voice of body shop. In these modern times, every
0: business needs a website. When you need a website for your voice acting business, there's only one place to go. Like the name says, voiceactorwebsites.com. Their experience in this niche webmaster market gives them the ability to quickly and easily get you from concept to live online in a much shorter time. When you contact VoiceActorWebsites.com, their team of experts and designers really get to know you and what your needs are. They work with you to highlight what you do. Then they create an easily navigable website for your potential clients to get the big picture of who you are and how your voice is the one for them. Plus, VoiceActorWebsites.com has other great resources like their practice script library and other resources to help your voiceover career flourish. Don't try it yourself. Go with the pros. Voiceactorwebsites.com, where your VO website shouldn't be a pain in the you-know-what. Your dynamic voiceover career requires extra resources to keep moving ahead. There's one place where you can explore everything the voiceover industry has to offer. That place is voiceoverextra.com. Whether you're just exploring a voiceover career or a seasoned veteran ready to reach that next professional level, stay in touch with market trends, coaching products and services while avoiding scams and other pitfalls. Voiceover Extra has hundreds of articles, free resources, and training that will save you time and help you succeed. Learn from the most respected talents, coaches, and industry insiders when you join the online sessions, bringing you the most current information on topics like audiobooks, auditioning, home studio setup, and equipment, marketing, performance techniques, and much more. It's time to hit your one-stop daily resource for voiceover
5: success. Sign up for a free subscription to newsletters and reports. It's all here at voiceoverextra.com. That's voiceoverxtra.com.
1: You're still watching VLBS?
0: <laughs> all right let's make 2023 a great year
7: ah yes how we personally
0: do that but we'll figure out something um so anyway
1: this was fun thank you everybody that joined in yeah braved braved the uh, live liveness of the show brought your questions in we really really appreciate it yeah the show thrives on your interaction
0: that's why we that's why we're here we're here to serve you uh so anyway let's see here what do we got to do well we have to tell you who's going to be on next week Kelly Moszynski is going to be here from The Voicecaster, over on Burbank Boulevard.
1: Any time we get people that are industry pros, that are casting, casting people, it's oh, huge.
0: Yeah. Huge. And she, huge. She knows her stuff, and that's, mm-hmm. that's going to be really important for you to, to be here for that or catch the replay. And then on January 23rd, Jason Lanier-White will be with us. Awesome. A cool dude. And a Stand bunch down. of other people who I ran... Scott Brick said he would be joining us again. Awesome. Ran oh, cool. into him over the weekend. Oh, cool. And we're trying to get a hold of Maurice LaMarche. Please send us your regular actual email He's address. He's probably trapped in his closet
1: in his boxers. That's you know? right. That's an so, old joke from a long time ago. Just type in <laughs> type <laughs> in E-wabs and uh, his name. and You'll find it.
0: Okay, our donors of the week. We have many, many of them, like Robert Liedem. Stephen Chandler. Casey Clack, Jonathan Grant, Thomas Pinto, Shelly Avellino, Greg Thomas, A Doctor Voice, uh, Antland Productions, Mother Roy, Martha Kahn, 949 Designs,
1: it's Lee, Lee. <laughs> Christopher Epperson, Sarah Borges, Phillips Sapir, Brian Page, Patty Gibbons, Rob Ryder, Shauna Pennington-Baird, Don
0: Griffith, Jay Mosley, Diana Birdsall. hey Diana, and Sandra Manwiller, Manwiller, all righty. Hey, you You know, guys, this is not an easy business, but George and I are here to help. If you need help with your studio and you would like to talk to me, because I'm just a lot of fun to talk to anyway, go over to HomeVoiceOverStudio.com. You can book uh, time there with me and, you know, or Troubleshoot or any one of those things. And along with my... What's it called? My specimen collection
1: cup. Yes, it is. It's still called that. And and it still, still works. It still is, and George and it still uses audio. Nothing else, folks. Right. And you've got <laughs> stuff coming up, and you're over at. <laughs> I'm over at George the Tech, and I am dipping my toe into. Yes, that's right, TikTok. I do have a TikTok now. It's, Guess what, George the Tech, and <gasps> uh, I try to, to- post. Uh, I'm trying to do it every day. Ain't happening, but two or three days a week, I'll I'll get a t- quick tech. Tip video in over there, and the good news being that a TikTok is we keep it short over TikTok, so less than a minute and a half to get a tech tip in. So then we have the webinar coming up by the time you see this episode, that webinar will be coming up very soon um January fifth. with that, when is this episode actually airing? This Dan? episode will begin airing on New Year's Day. Okay, so, so this one yeah later in the week. So by the time you see this, you'll have one you'll have a few days to prepare. Head over head over to GeorgeTheTech slash webinar to sign up for the next level production and VO recording techniques for 2023 webinar. We appreciate you having you over there.
0: Alrighty, ah, uh, we need to thank our sponsors: Harlan Hogan's Voiceover Essentials, Voiceover Extra. Source Elements, VOHeroes.com. dot and, and WorldVoices.org the industry association of freelance voice talent this is the year you got to join we got WoboCon coming up this year so you guys want to come down to orlando and hang out with us there that's right coming up in may all right well guys happy new year because this is on new year's day that you're you're probably watching this for the first time or like january 2nd or something let's make 2023 a great year in the voiceover business make sure you got all your stuff right got all the right equipment you Coaching, you're not stopping to learn, you're not stopping your learning at all. Mm -hmm. You're just always doing it and moving forward, and that's what we want to see from you in 2023. Uh, But the bottom line is you know, if you got your studio together, if it sounds good, it is good. I'm Dan Leonard, and I'm George Whittem, and this is VoiceOver Body Shop or V O B S -S 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 Tech Talk, Tech Talk, Tech Talk, Tech Talk, Tech Talk, Tech Talk, Tech Talk. Have a good year, everybody. See you next week. Later.